conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back. I'm your host, Deanna Chapman, and today we're doing a movie theater roundtable episode. I am joined by Jonathan Lally, Katie Schaefer, and Marjani Rawls. How are you all doing today? Very good, thank you. I am good. I'm good. Awesome. I know, Jonathan, a lot of this was your idea because you called me and you were like, we need to talk about Disney restructuring and all the possibilities. <laughs> and we <laughs> kind of got to brainstorming and we were like, let's just do an episode on it because that makes sense. It's a geeky thing to talk about. But I just want to dive in and kind of start with the question of how often did we all go to the theaters before COVID? Let's just say on a monthly basis. I was going once a week, I guess, at least. Something like that. Yeah, AMC. So once a week, <laughs> at least, with the uh, A-list, personally. Yeah, Katie, how about you? For me, it all depended on my critic schedule. Right now, there's I'm not doing that. So let's see. Probably roughly once a week, sometimes twice. I'm going to I'm going to average it and say five. Marjani, how about you? Kind of like the same thing with Katie. Like it's on my critic schedule, too. Like it would be once a week. But sometimes like I would go separate from that because, you know, movies are just kind of like a, a place you can go for two hours and just hide out and just relax. So like once or twice a week, I would say. Yeah, I would try to go once a week, but definitely at least three times a month because that was kind of the math I did for my AMC A-list to break even. And so I was like, okay, I'm sure there will be at least three movies a month that I would be willing to go see in theaters. And now that I live quite a bit further from theaters in general, now that I live in Colorado, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, once a week is probably going to be my max unless there's two movies out that I just have to see the same week. Right. And then you go and do like just a whole day of movie. You could do that too. Yeah. I didn't do that. I don't think ever, but every once in a while I'd go like back to back days. Yeah. Double features are fun sometimes. All depends on if the theater actually plans it so that you can do that in a timely manner. Cause sometimes I'm like, I would see this, but there's like a two hour gap between show times and I didn't want to waste that two hours just sitting around not doing really anything. But aside from that, to bring it into the COVID era, are we all avoiding theaters right now, even if they are open? I know a bunch have closed again recently, especially Regal Cinemas, which is obviously a big chain. But Jonathan, I know you mentioned renting out an entire theater just for you and your friends to watch Tenet. But other than that, are you mostly avoiding theaters? I'm yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I do not consider myself or at least before all of this happened, I didn't really consider myself a germaphobe. And now of course, I'm extra anxious sitting amongst groups of people. And we did rent a movie theater to see Tenet. It was not something that I probably would have done on my own, but we have a group of friends here that likes to go see movies together. We used to use the AMC A-list and the Entourage features all the time. And I was under the impression it was just going to be four of us because renting a theater was so cheap. I think it was like $150 or $180. It was a Century Movie Theater, I believe. And we went to the one in okay. Tanferan. So it's not 
right inside San Francisco. It's actually like just outside the city in a mall. And of course, by the time I got there, I was informed that, oh, we broadened the group because we're allowed to bring up to 20 people. And so (laughs) there were 20 of us. We were all kind of spaced out. It wasn't the biggest theater. It was one of the smaller ones. But uh, regardless, most of the people there had been quarantining and, and, you know, in their uh, own home units. So a lot of the people did actually live together and, you know, were already exposed to each other and, you know, had been taking precautions. So I at least took, um, I guess I felt a little bit better knowing that. But uh, in general, I don't really see myself going to a movie theater anytime soon and it breaks my heart and uh like i said it's just because i've become overly paranoid and don't want to find out what the effects of covid are on myself or what the long-term effects are and uh just not something i want to be involved with as i'm sure most people would agree so uh yeah i'm not going anytime soon um but I look forward to a future with a vaccine that works hopefully and, uh, you know, get back to all sorts of things, movie being amongst them. Mm -hmm. And Katie, I know you recently had to move during the pandemic, which I can imagine was stressful enough as it is. So do you find yourself wanting to go out to theaters if they are open in your area or are you just staying away? I mean, I desperately want to go to the movies. It's been the last one I saw in theaters was Wendy and the one before that was uh, Birds of Prey. So I am Jones and for the theater and there are theaters that are open near me. There's actually one like five minutes from my house, but no, like there are still opportunities. I could be going to critic screenings because they're still holding them here for some ungodly reason. But, you know, I have two kids in my house and a a lot of elderly in-laws and it's just doesn't seem like a wise choice. I'm really trying to limit my exposure. But as soon as I feel like it's safe, I am going to go see like six movies. <laughs> a movie a day for a week or something because, oh, my God, I am missing it so much. It's just such an it's its own wonderful experience. Yeah. Merjani, I know you said your critic schedule has been a little off now. So do you have any plans to go to a theater anytime soon? I mean, my critic schedule is more simply like VOD now. Man, I was really considering going to see Tenet, but I was like, I can't risk that right now. I'm a germaphobe, and just the thought of sitting in a theater right now with a mask on and with other people and knowing that they're going to take their masks off, I mean, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that majority of people are going to sit there and, like, keep their mask on for two hours. I just can't do it right now, you know, like, and I have two AMCs. Like I have one where it's reserved seating and reclined chairs. And then I have another one that's a few miles down that has a Dolby theater. But then again, like you look at what's in theaters now. Like, do I go see the war with grandpa or do I go see honest thief (laughs) or like two hearts? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's nothing really out right now. I mean, maybe I do. I do want to go see Yellow Rose. Like, I do want to see that, but mm-hmm. I don't want to risk my lungs and like other organs to possibly expose myself to COVID to see a movie. <laughs> yeah, not right. Not right now. Like, like Katie said, when movies are back and the 2021 schedule is packed, I will probably be there every single weekend. We're having a big old reunion when that happens. <laughs> We're all hanging out together. <laughs> trip happen. 
We'll meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know you three know this, but in case any of the listeners don't, I have asthma. So I was just like, no, I don't want to sit in a closed up room with a bunch of strangers for two, three hours at a time by any means right now. And even just going to the stores, I'm like trying to avoid people because even just like walking by people in, in the grocery store or something, I'm like, your mask isn't covering your nose. Oh, makes me so mad. <laughs> I had a guy next to me at the ATM the other day oh. wearing my mask and he had no mask whatsoever, not even like around his neck. And I was just like, this also looks like a guy who will fight me if I say anything about it. So yeah, I didn't say anything. that's everyone not, around here pretty much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, they look like someone who might have been from Orange County. And so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, know, God. Uh, no, no, nothing but love to my friends in Orange County, but they are notoriously anti-mask over there right now. So. Yeah, surprisingly, considering that I'm in a more rural area, a lot of people are wearing masks, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you can tell there are some people who just do not care whatsoever. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, make note to stay away from this person as much as humanly possible in this store. But I do want to discuss what things are going to look like in the future with streaming services, movie theaters in general. So the next question I have for everyone is, do you want to see some of these big movies heading to streaming services and why or why not, basically? I guess um, for me, and like I I'd said it previously, but like the whole time I was watching Tenet in that theater and I'm notoriously bad at following along with Nolan movies. They're very confusing to me. I, I had to watch... I think they all look amazing and this one was no exception. And I'm not going to say too much just because I know there's people that haven't seen it yet. Um, but I just remember the whole time being confused and thinking, Oh my God, I'm risking COVID for this, <laughs> like risking COVID to be confused. But I also really wanted to see my friends even at a distance. But, uh, I honestly wouldn't have mind watching it at home. You know, I had invested in a good, 5.1 surround system years ago. You know, I have nothing massive, but I have a 65-inch TV. It's a pretty good size, you know. Uh, obviously, it's not as big as, like, a movie screen, but uh, it still looks really good, and I'm happy to watch movies that way. And, you know, I'm just going to say the obvious one. I mean, besides the Pixar movies and, and Mulan, which I did not purchase, but I, I know people that did, uh, I would happily pay more money to get black widow early and i would not mind one bit watching it on my tv would i be upset that i didn't get to watch it in a theater with my friends and, and experience it with other people absolutely but the ability to pause movies when you want and go to the bathroom not have to deal with kids talking in the middle of the theater or rowdy adults. You know, there's just so many positives that come from watching stuff at home. And I think, you know, even thinking back, I was, uh, I was talking with a friend and we were recalling how years ago when they did that Seth Rogen movie that got banned, like he got Sony hacked or whatever it was, the, uh, the one about uh, Kim Jong-un. And uh, I remember like the interview. Yeah, the interview and it not hitting theaters. And I just remember like 
turning to my friend, we paid for it. It's so funny. It was like back when feeling patriotic didn't feel like a bad thing. (laughs) 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 But I remember we felt like so patriotic because we're like, yeah, we're sticking it to the man or like downloading it and like that. And I just remember being like, oh, this is so cool. Just the idea of like watching a current movie at home, even though it wasn't like this big blockbuster that needed to be experienced in a theater like Star Wars or a Marvel film or Pixar even. It was very cool. And I am absolutely on board. Like I know that there will be some people like me and there will be plenty of people that are like purists and say you're absolutely batshit insane. Everything should be experienced in the theater for the first time. But you know, I guess the long answer to what you're asking is I would love to see these movies head to, you know, to streaming. I also wouldn't mind uh, theaters staying open. I I wouldn't mind, you know, obviously in a perfect world, but like, I don't know how feasible that is right now. But a family member of mine who is, he's worked in, in film and commercial work for God, his entire career, I think. So probably over 30 or 40 years now. And he said that he believes, you know, this is right when the pandemic started and all of this, you know, all the theaters were closing. He said that he felt like, you know, we'll, we'll probably see things like AMC and Century potentially go away, but places like Alamo Drafthouse, the more bougie places that cost a little bit more might stick around. And one of the other things I heard, and I'm curious to hear what Marjani and Katie and, and you have to say about this is one of the rumors I heard floating around is that Disney could potentially buy the empty theaters and turn them into Disney experiences. Um, so I think that there's like a, a, a wide variety of things that are going to happen uh, in the next few months, but I was not surprised when Disney said that they were shifting focus. And in fact, I think the article said that this was going to happen either way. This, you know, the movie theater thing is just kind of accelerated the plan. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I'd personally love to see stuff come to my living room at the beginning. I don't care if it's Wonder Woman or what have you. I'm also a hermit and I like staying home. (laughs) Yeah. Grumpy old man, my old age. But, uh, yeah, that's how that's how I feel about it. Katie, you have a unique perspective here because you are the only one of us who has children in the home. So I imagine the movie going experience for you when you're not going to a critic screening and when you're taking your son and, you know, now stepdaughter. What is it like for you to sort of get ready to go to the theater? And is I imagine it is easier for you to just sit at home and watch something instead. Oh my God, it's way easier. Going to the theater with kids, because like I, I've taken my son Jay to I, so many movies, so many movies. He was my, anytime I saw a kid's movie, I, I for critic screening or not, I always tried to make sure to bring him with me and get the perspective from the intended audience. And I would usually stick it in my reviews too because it can be helpful but you kind of got to go in with a relaxed attitude and the understanding like in a normal in an adult movie people talking is something that you can be irritated about but when you go see a kids movie with with children like that's just the way it is you're going to hear all kinds of little exclamations and crying and and for me seeing a movie with kids like that is part of the whole experience like when i go to a children's movie i like to hear the little kids <gasps> 
oh, mommy, what's she doing? You know, all of these, they're just so into it and so excited. And I love to do, see that with Jesper and my stepdaughter, I, who I actually haven't gotten to take to the movies yet, unfortunately. I'm very much looking forward to that. Ah, true. Yes, I didn't think about that timing. <laughs> it is kind of a, it's like an experience. It's more special to take the kids to the movie theater because then you know their undivided attention is on the screen. You can talk to them about it afterwards. Whereas, I don't know how true this is for other people's children, but mine, they don't watch a lot of movies. They watch my son watches YouTube and my stepdaughter watches a lot of right now we're Sailor Mooning going through the season for the second time <laughs> uh, or the show for the second time. So with them, they have these short attention span. And so watching it in a theater kind of forces them to just focus on what's happening. And so I really miss that aspect of it, of being like, nope, we're going to this. We're going to the movies and we're seeing Star Wars and you actually have to sit there and watch the whole Star Wars. You can't turn your phone on or anything like that. So that is a, another thing that I really miss is the the experience with a, ch with a child is super special. And I remember going to the movies a lot with my mom when I was a kid. So that's something that I miss that is kind of, if, mo if movie theaters go away, we won't have that anymore. And I don't think they'll ever go away. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we did see a move to have more smaller independent theaters. Here in the Twin Cities, we have uh, Landmark is a pretty big theater group here. They have five, four theaters, I think. And we have a couple of other smaller independent theaters. And a lot of them are supported by um, the counties and the state as like art grants. So I don't think we'll ever lose them entirely. But I do think it is great to be able to sit at home and watch them and have them come to streaming, especially right now. I think with COVID and everything, it's a smart move to bring things to streaming because then it doesn't completely bring the industry to a halt. Like those people still need to make money and make their entertainment. And it is helpful when you can at least watch it at home. You know, I think we watched, we downloaded Bill and Ted. We bought that one. I will shamefacedly admit we we got Sonic <laughs> and watched that one night without the kids. The kids watched that in some other time. It was ridiculous. But like Jonathan said, like you can pause it when you want. The concessions are a million times better and much, much cheaper. That's what I was going to ask you, because at this point, you'd be at least a family of four going. And that can add up very, very quickly. Not to mention the options. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The health option, you know, like the healthy snack option. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, it's not unusual. Like when I go to the theater a lot and I'm going with people, I'm like, all right, movie theater picnic time. We're just going to stuff some sandwiches in the bag. <laughs> when I watched uh, Infinity War, I brought myself some turkey sandwiches because I knew it was three hours long and I it was right over my lunchtime. I love that. So like I I left work early and I just snuck it out of my bag. It was like, but I will say when you do that, you do you get s the smell of your food so much more <laughs> and you get real self-conscious about it. Like, oh, God, can anybody smell this apple I'm eating right now? <laughs> Definitely don't be bringing tuna sandwiches into theaters, everyone. No, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I I'm happy that they're moving towards it. And I think that when hopefully soon COVID is not the factor it is now, I think that's what will really be the test of whether or not theaters can survive. 
But right now, I mean, you can't have them open. Like people can't be going to the theater. It's just going to cause, you know, death. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and it feels yeah. it feels like an exaggeration to say it, but it is literally people can die from going to the movie theater. And that's just total. That's just not worth it. You know. Right. So it sounds like you are certainly in favor of streaming at home with a family of four and no concessions that you need to pay for. It's like you've already bought food at home, so you might as well just use that. Right. And my stepdaughter has a dairy allergy, so ah. it really limits what I can and can't get. Yeah. So it's like, OK, I can have an ice cream cone for her at home, which I can't get at the movie theater. Right. And not a $10 one at the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that's like half the size of the cone that I make her, you know? Yeah, it is crazy. Marjani, I think you might be the one who <laughs> has a different opinion as to whether or not things should come to streaming services. Maybe not super, super against it, but I really wanted to get your opinion on this because I know you and I have been texting a lot and all of us are in the Welcome to Geekdom Slack group. So we've seen, you know, all the news coming in. It's usually from you, Marjani. <laughs> oh, yeah. Marjani has literally got his finger on the pulse. I'm a, hey, I'm a, I'm a journalist. I, I gotta, He's I East gotta, Coast time. He's ahead of us. I, I, write, <laughs> I write a lot, you know, so... I take so much of what Marjani shares and sends it to other groups. like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, every single time I'm just like, I bet Marjani said this. Yeah. He's the source. Yep. <laughs> this, is, this is from my source. I got, I got a guy. Can't tell you guy. who it is. <laughs> so, Marjani hit us with those streaming thoughts. Okay. I am not anti streaming, I am in the middle. I live near an AMC. Uh, the AMC, uh, not a lot of people go to it. So. I am lucky and maybe a little bit spoiled in that regard because I see movie. I saw like it chapter two by myself. Uh, I saw like the grudge by myself. Like nobody, I, I don't know if nobody, if anybody doesn't know that this AMC is open, but things like that. But I have been in situations where I would go see a movie I really want and it's loud. And I'm like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like I'm really just trying to concentrate. And I, Katie will, Say like with critics, like we're usually like have a notebook open and we're trying to jot down notes in the dark. It's it's funny. It's a whole different. It's like, true. Yeah, it's just like ah okay. Can't pull out your phone and do it. So it's like yeah. So you're just yeah. like so. I'm in the middle. I very much understand that we're in a predicament that nobody had foreseen, where it just brought everything to a halt. It is just not possible to be in movie theaters right now. It, it would be kind of irresponsible to like open them fully and have a packed house with people like that's going to that's going to inhibit spread. And you don't want that. I think from basically the other side of perspective, and I thought about this because when Patty Jenks went and said that, like, no, I want Wonder Woman 84 to be, you know, to be seen in the theater. And like Deanna, have I talked and talked and I've talked to other friends who like do I want. Why can't they just drop Wonder Woman 84 and Black Widow now? Drop it on Disney Plus or HBO Max. Let us watch it. And I think to Milan. Now, Milan dropped for that VOD price of $30 and it failed miserably. Um, there's other movies that came on VOD like uh, Trolls World Tour and Scoop that were big successes because these are animated movies. Parents are going to buy them for their kids, obviously, because kids were out of school. 
you need you know what i mean it's a family film i don't know because i'm sure all four of us would buy wonder woman 84 if it came on pvod like we would all pay 20 bucks i think i don't i just don't know if the consensus would and i don't want to you know hang out the directors the actors the crew everybody who put their heart and feet in the movie and want to see uh, on the big screen i don't want to hang them out to dry this is a situation and you you'd harken back to like Disney kind of going back to the streaming, looking more at streaming where the whole industry has to shift. And I think about like Napster back then, I'm not trying to be Lars Ulrich and saying like, you know, Napster must die because when Napster died, you had Kazaa, you had audio galaxy, you had LimeWire, you had bear share, everything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and when you drop on VOD, that's going to inhibit private, you know, piracy, people are going to download the movie. So I think that, there has to be a medium. Obviously, when you, as we shift more into streaming, and you see what Netflix, they, you know, drop these like a hundred million dollar movies on their service, and I think we're gonna go that way. But I think there has to be a medium where like contracts and things have to be redrawn, where actors and actresses get paid based on streaming numbers and things of that nature before we can you know completely move away now like what everybody said i do think that theaters are going to be more of a of a premium experience it's going to be for the big budget ones like you know i don't know if you know i saw every mcu movie with two of my best friends and then us kind of create you know completing the journey with avengers endgame it felt so much better i don't know if that would have really came off if i would have just watched it home alone I think it's going to, you know, the theaters are going to be for the big budget ones. And then for like the smaller budget movies, like a, you know, like maybe like a Ant-Man 3 or something like that. That can go to Disney Plus. I think that we're heading towards there. It's just that we have to have clarity. It's funny. And sorry, if you don't mind me touching on that. It's so funny that you mentioned Ant-Man 3 specifically because one of the movie bloggers that i follow and I'm, i don't know if you follow do you ever watch uh, john campia yes yeah so he specifically mentioned ant-man 3 being like the best vehicle for that type of stuff and i would have to agree and honestly i even think like i i i, I agree with you like i think that they're you know, or definitely like i i miss the theaters right now i miss i i'm angry at the fact that i have not seen black widow four or five times <laughs> by now and yeah we've we'd already would have seen like movies like a quiet place two already yeah it gets halloween oh kills when it came out last week like it's crazy candy man candy man like yeah it's so depressing but at the same time it's like one of those things i agree like i think and and, and we already started seeing the groundwork to be laid like i think as pandemic started setting in i think it was amc struck a deal with sony or one of the big studios where the window of time that the movie had to be in theaters to digital was very short now it's like three months now oh i think it was even less than that 
Or it might be, yeah, it may be even I think less. it was like, ter- well, yeah, it might be three months now, but I think it was turning into like 18 days or something like that. It was like... Makes sense. It was somewhere around three weeks, I think. Yeah. Does everybody remember, even going further back to that, and I, I, th- I thought about this the other day and I texted Deanna, I'm like, remember Cloverfield Paradox? where like Paramount sold that to Netflix yeah. and then everybody's watching the Super Bowl and it's like, oh, there's this trailer. Oh my God, it's on Netflix now. So everybody was like yeah. ready for the Super Bowl <laughs> to end and to rush to go go watch this movie on Netflix. I, I think that's where the gears started to turn where VOD and these streaming services are more viable because if you look at festivals like a Nomadland, a One Night in Miami, Amazon Prime and Netflix have become some of the biggest buyers of these movies. Like they're out, they're outbidding, you know, the Paramounts, the and Apple you know, now too, and Disney, the prey, I guess. yeah, and Apple. So like, yeah. you know, you're looking at things that are coming like uh, WandaVision, The Mandalorian, and then you know the Batman series that is coming forth. It's it's happening. Like you're gonna get more high budget things on streaming and i think that has to happen and also like going back to like katie's point and everybody else's point like theaters for a family it's just not viable like you're paying after tickets and if you don't have like amc plus or stubs you're paying 20 uh if you don't go for a matinee you're going for 20 a ticket and then that's concessions for everybody so that's at least $13 a pop. Like, so realistically, people are seeing theater movies if you're not like single or going with friends once because it prices you out. That's another thing that theaters have to Right. Pay. It's like a hundred yeah, bucks. Great. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, well, I'm done for the month, even though that now it seems like there's a big movie coming out every single week. Yeah. I agree. And and one one of the things I wrote down in our notes was I wanted to talk about since you talked about on the flip the high budget stuff. One of the things that John Campy had mentioned, and I wanted to pick everyone's brain here about this because he, he said, you know, look at Disney plus, look at Netflix. They put out so much like his, his approach was, he was like, I think that they're putting out no offense. Like they put out a lot of good stuff like the Mandalorian and a handful of other things, but there's like so much noise. And the concern was now that like focus is like, obviously Disney's throwing their flag in the air and starting it. But now that we're going to have all of this content, that's like, Oh yes, this was like developed with streaming in mind. Their, their worry was that we're going to see a degradation in the quality of what we're getting. And I, I personally, like I will just start this out and just say, I personally think that like, while that's all well and good, I feel like that's kind of like subjective, you know, like I've seen plenty of great things on Netflix. Now, yeah, there's probably lots of garbage, but I'm not watching it. So, And plenty of people have felt very middle of the road with a lot of Netflix original movies, especially. And it's like, okay, well, then just don't watch those ones if you don't think you're going to like them as much but you know everyone's going to watch stranger things and probably love it and while that's a show versus a movie you know to quickly go back to the point about concessions i actually just bought an entire box of act two popcorn for like seven or eight bucks and it's like i bought that because i'm watching a lot more movies (laughs) right now and it's just like 
Sometimes you just want popcorn. And I'm a person who will go to the theater, not buy a drink or food because knowing how long movies have become, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom in the middle of a movie. And I don't drink soda. So it's like, I don't want to pay movie theater prices for tea. <laughs> or a bottle they of water. Have tea Why at would movie I do theaters? that? Have I missed out on movie theaters? I don't know. Tea? They probably do. <laughs> they have six they have six dollar bottle of waters though. They do. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Yeah. For Aquafina. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous how they probably have a Lipton iced tea. I just realized they probably have like a Lipton iced tea or something like that. Yeah, probably just like with the soda machine or whatever. Yeah. But it's something where I go, I go to the bathroom, I watch the movie, I go to the bathroom again, and then I drive home. It's like, I don't want to spend a ton of money on food that you can easily buy much cheaper elsewhere. Because it's like, people are always kind of like, well, you can't get the same kind of popcorn. And it's like, you know what? I do not care if I have microwave popcorn yeah. because it's 50 cents for a bag. It, all, it, it <laughs> also know? means that I can order pizza from my favorite pizza place, you know, or, or yeah. like whatever. I mean, and, and, and to that point also, like, you know, a few years ago, like maybe when I was a kid, and I remember, I'm not saying that like movie theater concessions have not always been expensive, but like, I don't, you know, I feel like before, especially when it was just like popcorn, candy, and like soda, yeah, there was a little bit of a markup, but now like the pricing is yeah. just insane. And they claim it's like inflation, and you're like, no, you've raised the prices more than inflation has raised everything else. Yeah, they've gone up significantly, and they add like, oh, you've got hot dogs. Yeah, but they're crappy hot dogs, you know, or like whatever. Right. I mean, it's not like Alamo Draft House where like, yeah, you're paying it arm and a leg for that food but it's so good uh and it's so hey, decadent. Hey, hey. right you're getting a tasty mixed yeah. cocktail i will say i mean i watch what i eat but i those pretzel bites are on point okay. <laughs> oh are we talking about amc or alamo yeah a amc yeah amc's got i'm doing wrong amc's yep, that's got some my, good uh, stuff go -to. Um, but my i guess my my next point was that like you know if you would ask me a few years ago, I would say, oh, well, like you can't take away theaters because there's a lot of family that rely on that. You know, a lot of families rely on that to like keep their kids occupied on the weekend, things like that. But like, and you know, the, the idea of like, oh, people having everyone having TVs that are like smart, but like now all of these TVs have these services built in. You don't even need an Apple TV anymore. Every TV these days has some sort of like smart capability built into it i bought my son a new tv recently and it was or his first tv actually i got it for 80 dollars, and it came with you know all the roku yeah. services including something called like what did they call it, it wasn't disney plus it was like disney now or something on the box okay. and i was like hmm i wonder if when this was made obviously before they decided what brand they were yeah. going with yeah and to quickly give my thoughts on the streaming stuff, you know, Jonathan, you said people are a little worried about lower quality stuff. And it's like, you already have lower quality movies that make it into movie yeah. theaters <laughs> that maybe aren't all that good anyway. Cats. So it's like, Netflix is willing to pay people. <laughs> Cats is a freaking so masterpiece, Marjani. You take that back. <laughs> I have not seen it. I cannot speak to it. I'm allergic. Just, just, so. just read anything about Jason Derulo and cats on the internet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But there are certain things where it's like lower budget films have 
been showing in theaters for years and years and years. And as someone who hosts a weekly Stephen King podcast, there are bad movies, yeah. you know, that have made it oh, into yeah. theaters over the years. And as... it's nothing new. So for streaming services to have hits and misses, that seems pretty common. You yeah. know, that's just how the entertainment industry works. And the advantage that Disney have that Disney has is that they own the IP. Yeah. They're not going out and buying IP. I mean, they have, granted, you know, they yeah. bought bought up Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, now Fox. So Fox. they get more of Marvel and all that stuff, but they own the all of the intellectual property to a ton of characters that they can do TV shows with, they can do movies with, they can do animated stuff with. Whereas companies like Netflix, Apple, Amazon, they either have to create that IP or just go out to festivals like you were saying, Marjani, and buy these and distribute them. And I think both ways work. You know, Disney probably didn't make the right move with dropping Mulan as the sort of test movie yeah. for the PVOD. I'm glad you mentioned because that. Because I didn't feel like too many people were excited about Mulan, at least Thank in you. our circles. I wanted to say the exact same thing. I Maybe it's just me and, and Katie. I know that like you may have differing opinions because you have kids and like maybe they were super pumped on it. But no one my age, I didn't know no. anyone that was excited <laughs> for the Mulan reboot. And I felt like they did it as a way yeah. to be like, okay, maybe we can avoid like the giant hit we're going to take and make some of this money back. And to be fair, it did release in theaters overseas. Okay. So it did make some money theatrically, but it wasn't a lot. Right. And they didn't make they didn't make Mulan for American yeah. audiences either. No. They made Mulan for Chinese Agreed. audiences. So they didn't this was their way of like, oh, well, maybe we can get a little money from the American audiences. And then, oh, they saw That's right. Mulan, right. I heard, was not well received in China. Yeah. So Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have not seen it yet. Neither have I. That got into the I'll uh, I'll get to it eventually pile. Yeah, that was going to be like my okay, I've got AMC A list. I what haven't I seen yet? Okay, Mulan, sure. Let's go. Yeah, when it comes on Disney Plus in December, then I'll and you know, I'll watch it eventually. It still won't be high on my list. By the way, no disrespect, the original I loved. I love 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 and I I know that there's a lot missing from this version that was in the original. Uh, I also have to say, I'm just not, I haven't seen the Jungle Book. I heard that was the really good one. The two live action Disney movies I've seen, I was not stoked on that much. I saw Lion King, which didn't do much for me. It had bits and pieces. You don't like dead-eyed cats? <laughs> I, the, the ironic part is the, the part I love the most, I did love Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa. I thought they were awesome. Uh, they were neat little you know changes that didn't, you know, destroy anything but everything else was like okay yeah beyonce and don glover sound great but like there wasn't a whole lot different for me and then the other one i saw was beauty and the beast which was whatever i haven't seen a single one of the disney live action movies because i feel like i'm definitely not the target audience for them mm. i'd definitely be more inclined to watch animated disney movies than live action ones i think and because we already have those i'm like well you're not going to beat Ming-Na Wen as Mulan. So why would I want to see that yeah. if I have other stuff to watch? And I think for me with Black Widow and you three know that I did a quick video on this on my YouTube channel, which is kind of a new thing I'm trying out. But it was one of those things where I think with things like 
Black Widow and Wonder Woman 84, they could release them on VOD now and still do theatrical releases later on for the people who want that. And I think they would make at least a little money because we see how they bring back like classic movies in the theaters all the time. And I think it would be a good move to make money on the movies now because theaters are obviously closing back up. And I don't know how much longer, you know, AMC, for instance, will stay open. But I think there are enough people who are very, very stoked about Black Widow and Wonder Woman 84 in particular that you will get the people like us who would happily pay for it. And yes, Merjani, like you said, piracy is probably going to be a problem, but I think people are wanting to pay for things now because they see how bad the economy is, honestly. Well, here, here's, okay, so here's a caveat to that. There are a lot of people out of work out of right work, now. Yeah. And given the, the state of Congress and by the hour... We don't know if we're getting stimulus or not. So, like, that extra money that people would pay, especially going into the holidays, they may not have now. Yeah, they want to put food on the table and keep rent over yeah, there. They may, yeah, they may have already canceled or paused their AMC, like, play. So, like, releasing, uh, like, a Wonder Woman 84 now would probably be, would hurt them a lot because I don't, like... We may be able to pay for it, but I don't know if the consensus can. Putting it in theaters is going to hurt them a lot, too, though, because I'm not going to a theater. That's (laughs) what I would be in favor of delaying it, because you have to maximize the most money, because that movie has a over $150 million budget, I think. So, like, you're not going to make that back on VOD, especially when a lot of people are hurting right now. And we don't know the status of, of, of everything. It's it's tough. The other thing I wanted to bring up in this was, so I don't know if any of you watched Jim Sterling, the Jimquisition. He's great if you don't. I've heard the name, but now that you back, Jim, I will absolutely be checking it out. Oh, he's fabulous. He's very um, loud and opinionated, and it's great. He mostly covers video game content, but he talked about the Mulan thing and brought up this point that I was pretty on board with is that I didn't like that Disney released Mulan for $30 because I think that's just ridiculous. Like, that's, what, four months, five months of your streaming costs if you're just getting Disney Mm -hmm. Plus, and they released it at $30 in the middle of a pandemic. I think it was the wrong price point Absolutely. for Mulan, and yeah. it was the wrong movie. Yeah, if you'd done it for ten bucks, ten bucks, I probably would have been like, Meh, that, I'd like that to thirty dollar price tag. Everybody was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you're being greedy." And that's, I think, even twenty would be reasonable. That's because... what Bill and Ted was, right? It was like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, you had to buy, so. but you had to buy it outright. That was only the first couple weeks yeah. too after that they dropped the price down to like 10 or 15 like now you can see it for a pretty reasonable price and i i believe you didn't even own uh mulan that was just the rental i believe yeah and that i have a serious issue with that you can that they can that they're willing to do that it's like well you're costing me the price of a brand new blu-ray like this is a brand new special edition blu-ray and i don't even get to keep it It's funny because Disney's kind of doing the two extremes here. They are charging $30 for a Mulan rental, and then they're just straight up putting Soul on Disney Plus for no extra charge in December. And it's like, you guys, 
need to meet in the middle kind of, you know, because yeah. And soul and like the reviews for soul have been so good too. like, yeah. And the optics for which ones they chose yeah. to do that with. Mm-hmm. Are exactly. Not good. Yeah. Agreed, agreed, not good. Look. Agreed, and- yeah. Well, I know we have lots and lots of thoughts, <laughs> but I do want to get to our final question, which we have touched on a little, which is, what we think the future of movie theaters will look like. And Jonathan, I know you said you have an uncle who works in the industry and it definitely seems like it's trending towards a more premium experience. I also have a very specific question about the future of movie theaters for you guys. Do you think they ultimately space out the seating a little more knowing what they know now because the amc i go to it has the like classic seating where it's just the chair where the seat folds down and you're like packed in right next to each other and obviously dolby you have a little more room but even the imax just had the regular old seats when i was going to a theater that had an imax room so what do you think the future of movie theaters look like and do you think they kind of remodel to fit with you know hygiene <laughs> yeah i kind of like i did touch on this a little earlier like i do think i agree that like the only re- but here's the thing it, it's a really tough question to answer because you have to figure every state is in different places right now and it's not like at least in the u.s we're having trouble getting on the same page we're famously good at that <laughs> and I find that if it were like black and white, you know, and you were like, oh, yeah, well, like, as long as everyone wears their mask and we get to these numbers and like, maybe, you know, but I think like right now we're kind of in this like game, right, where the studios and the streaming services and the movie theater are are all kind of playing chicken, right? Like the studios are like, well, we want our theater. Yeah, like, you know, like Marjani said, we have the most interest in getting our, uh, our our movies into theaters so they can't be pirated and we can make the most money and, you know, whatever, whatever. And, like, they'll probably disguise it as, like, oh, yes, we want to, like, take care of our brothers and sisters at the movie theaters, you know? But, like, really, they just know that they have the most to save and, and sorry, make. And, and you know, the, they're not hurting as a result. Well, I guess they're hurting the fact that they haven't returned on those investments yet but they have less to lose in the short term by waiting, you know, whereas like the movie theaters are hurting. And I think that, you know, it would be a shame if they go away, but I think that's kind of what's happening because I don't see States getting like, unless we get a vaccine soon, you know, or some sort of loan forgiveness or rental forgiveness to these theater chains, that are, you know, renting space and sitting on it. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like we're just waiting for one of the shoes to drop and which one is it going to be first. And the fact that 18th or that Apple, excuse me, sorry, uh, Disney has now stated that they are making streaming their primary focus. That doesn't seem very good for theaters right now. Um, and I hate to say it, like I like I said, though, I think that it will end up being like a very I, and just to be clear, like the fact that I had a family member that said this who is like very old school. And when he said it, I couldn't believe it. Like, I actually was like shocked that he was the person saying this. You'd think that they would be the one with the more dated thinking. And I thought it was almost a little at the beginning. I was like, this is too radical. I don't think he's right. And then like, 
now I'm just kind of like, oh, like it really depends on what happens. You know, like I said, some shoe is going to have to drop first and I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, it's not going to be pretty either way, you know, everyone and don't get me wrong. It's not good for everyone. I, I think someone, I think Marjani had mentioned earlier that there's all these people that have skin in the game that benefit from us watching it in theaters, you know, and we want to, and no one's going to be happy like this. You know, there's always going to be some casualties in times like this, you know, it's like, it's happened in the music industry. We're like, yeah, streaming's great for us, but like how much money we all know how much money these artists make from streaming, you know, like there was a radical shift and, you know, if you're good at what you do, you can still find a way to make money. And it, it is kind of in a way like made it so like, you know, uh, talent and, and creativity in some forms bubble up to the top. And sometimes they've been a little bit more diluted. We've touched on that too, but yeah, it's really anyone's guess at this point. And I, I'm not like happy about it. It's sad. And, you know, I, I, I know all of us here hold movie theaters very near and dear and close to our hearts. You know, it's created groups of friends for several different circles for me. While I'm excited about the opportunity to do stuff at our home and, you know, Disney's also giving us group watch, which I love. And I hope that we can all test out with like the Mandalorian or something like that. I would love to try out their group watch feature, but at the same time, it's not going to be the same. You know, Katie mentioned, you know, being able to like live in children's wonderment of like these movies and like watching them react. And, you know, yeah, you'll get a little bit of that with your family in your home, I guess. But like, you know, being able to be excited with a movie theater and surprised with a movie theater at the exact same time is something that we may not get back. And that bums me out. So yeah, that's, I know it's a very long answer, but (laughs) it's, it's tough. It's tough to stomach. Yeah. And Katie, like Jonathan just said, the movie going experience is a little different for you because you probably go to more children's movie with actual children than the rest of us do. I will still go to children's movies by myself. Don't get me wrong. But for you, what do you think the future of movie theaters is going to look like and the movie going experience for your family? When it comes to the movie theaters, before I get into that, I did want it. So I'm an accountant in my daily daily life, and I used to work in property management, so I have a lot of familiarity when it comes to the financial aspects of this. And that is something that, as this has been happening, I've been keeping an eye on through deadline and that kind of thing, because that I think more than anything else is going to determine what happens with theaters. Is there's the aspect for them where if they don't stay, if they close. They have much more of an ability to request things like rent deferment or forgiveness or something like that. If they open up, they then are liable for that. And then when it comes and I can see. So there's that aspect of it when it comes to just are they going to be able to survive at all? And that I think that will depend entirely on how they're the bigger ones, how their corporations handle them and the smaller ones, how willing the landlords and the states are to help them out. And I think for the aspect of it from the production side, like I think Disney is taking a huge risk either way. If they hold all of this stuff, then financially they're not able to claim those profits for this year. And that's going to look really, really bad on next year's uh, on the report at the end of the year. 
Like, because you can make all of those movies, but if you don't release them in theaters, you can't claim any of those profits and you have to allocate it all to the next year. And so you're taking a huge debt. And that is something that Disney does not want to do because it doesn't look good to your shareholders. So I think that's also part of their streaming push is because there's not nearly the rules about reporting. With theaters, there are strict guidelines and rules about this is how much, this is how we're rating your income based on how many tickets were bought, based on how many theaters per state and blah, 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 blah. But with streaming, you can just kind of fudge the numbers however you want in a certain way. And unless you're really good at looking through a spreadsheet, you're not going to know necessarily how profitable something was. And if I'm not mistaken, they didn't even release the VOD numbers for Mulan. So we really have no idea how well it did or didn't do. Yep, exactly. And they haven't yet. And Netflix has been very cagey about it. And at, ever, they have always kept their um, streaming numbers as quiet as possible because once that stuff gets out, at a certain point, the accounting aspect of this is going to take over. And that's, I think, the side of this that is interesting to me in that aspect of how is this going to affect their the streaming quality and what they make going forward and what they decide to put in theaters and i think we won't know anything about that until next year probably but i think i'm really hoping that what we see is like with music where it does allow smaller companies to make stuff and we have seen this to a certain extent with movies now things like um a24 and annapurna and that kind of thing there's room now in the movie industry where there wasn't for quite a while for these lo- these smaller independent producers to make things and i think that's what will happen with theaters is we will see a rise in more smaller theaters coming to fruition like we'll see you know Theaters that are owned by an individual or a couple of people, which is incredibly rare these days. Even like I said, we have a great theater community here. There's two that are owned by an individual or like a small group. Trilon Cinemas for for the win. But I I just don't know if there's ever going to be what it is now again or what it was before the pandemic. Like having AMC with what it is and their A-list. Like, I don't know that that's going to survive. And then I think it will rise costs and that will then affect, you know, taking your kids to the movies. If you're going to take your kids to the movies, like it is a budgeting thing like we were talking about. And if costs continue to go up, like it means it's it becomes more of an event. Like, you know, you used to be able to go to Disney World and Disneyland for much cheaper than you can now. And I hate to see it that theaters become priced out for families and especially for you know poorer families like i can make it work but five years ago heck no i wouldn't have been able to take a hundred dollar trip to the movies just for you know a two-hour jaunt and for frozen two or something like that so i think it'll i'm really hoping that will it will come out better than i fear it will but it'll really depend on too many factors to predict right now (laughs) Mirjani, what do you think the future of movie theaters will look like for your attendance and in general? Oh, boy. (laughs) Heavy sigh. You know, I have no idea because those Paramount decrees got overturned. And I know studios are saying, oh, we're not going to buy anything. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to we're rooting for the theaters. But, you know, if they go bottom dollar, 
Amazon or somebody like that, they're going to buy a chain. It's it's inevitable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, And unfortunately, with technology evolving and things of this nature, um, there's always a loser. Like with music, when we went digital, there was no need for like Tower Records and and stores like that because nobody was buying CDs. We, we have iPods now. You know what I mean? Like we have things on our phone. So I'm not sure because this is more of a societal change because I look at things now where I would go to crowded concerts and I'm now I'm just like, am I even comfortable doing that again? Like, am I even, you know what I mean? Like, am I even who knows when I'll be? Yeah, you know, like, where is society going to be? Are people going to be comfortable being in a packed theater? You know, AMC and, you know, Alamo, they're going to have to account for that. I think for a while, because it's going to be a while to get everybody vaccinated to the point where people are not getting sick to die. from. Yeah, the numbers need to paint a story. Yeah, so you're going to have to really look at ways where you can keep people safe go into theaters where you could like install you know air filters that filter things out and that costs money and theaters don't have that money right now so it's i'm afraid of the of what the bloodbath will be uh i hope because there's a lot of big budget movies that are coming out in 2021 where a lot of people will eventually rush to go see you know god willing if we get a vaccine but also, you know, with streaming, it gives so many directors who, you know, wouldn't get the, a look from these like big budget things like Paramount and things like it gives them a look. It gives them eyes to for people to see their movies, too. So I see, yeah. you know, like to go along, Katie said, and I see a lot of the rise of the Neons, the A24s and and, Blumhouse even. And Blumhouse. Well, Blumhouse is all over. Like they have like they're on Hulu with Enter the Dark and now they're Welcome to the Blumhouse. Yeah, they're doing stuff with Amazon now. Yeah, Welcome to the Blumhouse on Amazon. Like smaller directors getting those looks, which is a good thing. But uh, I, you know, for theaters as a whole, just to close it out, I don't know. Like I miss the theater going experience, but I think that as a whole and the fact that costs were rising already it's forever changed now it just depends on where where we're gonna go and that could go either way i don't know yeah absolutely and i think i might be the one who started going to the movies more frequently more recently than the rest of you because it was never really a thing we did as a family when i was growing up so it wasn't until you know i had my own money i had first movie pass and then AMC A list where I was going more often. And the thing I noticed is that when you go to the big chains, the experience definitely doesn't seem to be as nice anymore. Like I'd walk into AMC theaters and there'd be like popcorn all over the floor still. And then they're showing me Ford commercials before showing me previews. And I'm just like, what? At is top this? volume. Yeah, the volume is so loud on the commercials. And even on some of the movies, I'm just like, this is <laughs> you, you way too loud. I was like, all right. I, yep. Yeah, I remember that. Like, you would see, like, I'm like, what is a GameStop commercial doing here? That is why I like paying the premium for something like Draft House. And Merjani touched on it perfectly. You don't see Tower Records anymore. You don't see 
Virgin mega stores anymore. You don't see that stuff. You don't anymore. see Suncoast anymore. You don't see Suncoast anymore. But you still have something like Amoeba. Yeah, we still, but you still have Amoeba and you still have, uh, I don't know if Rasputin's still open in the Bay Area. I think it is, but there are mom and pop shops, record stores that still find a way to exist. They're very niche. I don't know if the volume thing is because of how much I work on podcasts now where I'm a little more precious about my ears, but sometimes I'm like, do I need to start bringing earplugs to movie theaters as well as concerts, you know? And as someone who hadn't gone to a concert in quite some time, the last one I went to was when I was still living in California over a year ago now at this point. And it's like, After a while, I think it was after high school, I started taking earplugs to concerts because I knew it was just going to wreck my ears. And now that I edit podcasts (laughs) for work and for fun, it's like I don't want to, you know, edit a podcast in the morning and go to a super, super loud movie in the afternoon. And that's what appeals to me with the home setup. You can control the environment. You can control the volume. You can pee when you want to and not miss a thing. And it's just a whole different experience and one that can be more beneficial at times. You know, like I said, I try not to eat or drink anything while I'm at the movie so that I hopefully don't have to get up and miss any of the movie. But I do think that movie theaters will stay around in some capacity, like an Alamo Draft House, which if that's the case, I certainly will be going less often because I think when I just went to Alamo Draft House by myself, because I know, Jonathan, you were like, you have to go at least once. And there was one up by my cousin's house where I was staying at the time. And I went, I ordered food. And I think all in all, it was like over $30 just for me to go to the movies. (laughs) So if they're going to offer, you know, stuff for 20 bucks, and I can stay home and make whatever food I want. Granted, it won't be the quality of Alamo Draft House right. mac and cheese. That's okay. But you can still go for the Avengers Endgames and the, you know, Shang Chi's of the world, you know. If it were closer, you know, I, I would hope that something would pop up in Colorado Springs, you know, so I don't have to drive nearly to Denver to go to see a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I you know, but also I want to bring up something, the fact that you touched on and none of us touched on you're sitting through ads you're spending all this money to go to a movie theater right now and then they're being they're advertising to you on top of that yeah like i'm not gonna buy a ford truck yeah go away but like at the same time (laughs) i think that's all money that they're being paid that's not being passed on to you in savings in any way i guess like I guess the AMC A-list, you kind of got your free update, your upgrades to like large size food and stuff like that. But all in all, Mm -hmm. like as much as I hate to say it, because I know that we're all, I think we're all more or less on the same page that like, we don't like talking about these things going away. They are a big part of our upbringing, our youth. And like, I also feel like that meme in my head where like the ladies like I remember movie theaters and seeing movies in theaters and they're like okay sure grandma let's get you to bed you know like that's how I feel like we're yep. gonna be yep. we're gonna be those people that are like I remember like because I'm already like I'm an advocate where I say kids before they get their first smartphones they need to spend a year on dial-up <laughs> it's like they need to spend a year on <laughs> dial-up to really appreciate 
the data that is at their fingertips and like the technology that they have these days. I remember downloading songs and burning them on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like blank CDs. Like, what is that? I know I'm, I'm very much the old man yelling at the cloud right now, but like at the same time, like it's, it's scary. It's new. And it's weird. And I can only imagine like, I'm, I'd be curious to talk to people who like reviewed music you know, when everything was going down. Cause you know, you, you, so many of you guys are, are film reviewers, you know, and I'm curious, you know, how a lot of that translates, I guess it doesn't really, you know, change. Cause I guess always, they were always sending out like watermarked stuff. I'm not old enough to kind of like go back in time and like, cause I review music, but it, they send watermarked like tracks digitally. I don't know. I mean, from what I've heard, they used to send like CDs, but I'm like, that would be, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, I, I only have a few, I have a few from Capitol and like MCA sitting in my, my old like knickknacks thing. But yeah, by the time I started even getting those, they started moving to streaming online. Like you had a, you could use, you could like the link lasted for a certain amount of time and you had to log in. And I'm pretty sure if you tried to record anything, you know, it was, I mean, I would, I was never ballsy enough to try. Uh, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, I happen, you know, we've talked so much about that. It really does open up the doors for a lot of pro- uh, directors and producers too. you know, like there are a lot of positives and there's a lot of negatives and so many, I think it's frustrating because like Katie said, you know, there's so many shoes that have to drop first and it's like, you're watching it from all these different angles and I think it's going to be more clear in the next, I feel like we're going to have to all, you know, all four of us are going to have to get back together in like a year and a half, two years. My thoughts. Exactly. I was just thinking we should do a follow-up once everything sort of clears and we have a better picture of what studios plan to do, what movie theaters are still around. Because like I was saying, I think the chain experience has, gotten worse over the years. And with something like Alamo Drafthouse, you could see how they could make that work because they're making more money per person who comes through the door because they are serving, you know, a higher quality of food. You aren't as packed in, you know, you have a little table to eat at. And it's really just a totally different experience than sitting in a packed AMC theater. And don't get me wrong, when you do go see things like Star Wars or a Marvel movie on opening weekend, you can feel the energy in the room. But like Marjani, oftentimes I'm going and it's like me and two or three other people. And inevitably, someone sits right next to me (laughs) in an empty theater. That is like like the tale of oldest time with you. That is like your. Yeah. That's it very really on brand is. for you. This always happens. I feel like all of us have been texted by you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Why is this guy yeah. sitting next like, to oh me? Oh my god! Like I sat, I chose to see yeah. an hour ago, and somebody picked the one right next to me. <laughs> and it's reserved seating, so you can see where someone is sitting, and they still make the conscious decision to sit right next to me. And I'm just like, maybe they're just why? like a hopeless romantic, and they're hoping that they'll meet the next true love. At a movie theater, <laughs> like that's kind of in like, the dark. Yeah, you're you don't right. Even know who you're. <laughs> that's sit creepy. Next to. That's creepy. Can I say something that's... real fast? Yes. Yes. Thank God that 
I did not go see something like The Irishman in theaters. Three and a half, like oh, I did. Hours? I did. Oh, God. And, and I went to an old theater in uh, San Francisco, the Castro Theater, shouts. But they have very uncomfortable old seats. And it was uh, like yeah. one of the, you know, opening oh, yeah. weekend things. But we did get to see Scorsese, like, say a minute of, te- you know, wording at the beginning. Like, he, he did oh, come God. out and say stuff. But it was very short. You know, it's not like he did any sort of Q&A. And then we sat and it was, oh, my God, my back was killing me. <laughs> See, that's another yeah. aspect, too, because movies are getting longer. Yep. So much longer. Endgame, three hours. Yeah, what's Dune at right now? Isn't it two and a half for Dune? Yeah, they're averaging two and a half hours. Like, DC DCU movies, like, two and a half hours. Like, people are going to want upgrades for that. Because you don't want to sit in a like an old seat for two hours and come back with like scoliosis afterwards. You yeah. Know I mean? So like, <laughs> you know, movies like that, like an Irishman, people are gonna want to watch home because like, all right, I watched the first part, I could pause this, I could come back, and I could finish this later. Yeah, which is works great for families. Yeah, it's like, do I have to pee? Oh God, I have to pee. A- am I gonna miss like a big part? Like, I- okay, I have to ch- choose to like. All right, here's my shot to go. It's so funny you mentioned that. My dad used some sort of like, I think there's a few websites that will tell you like good parts to go to the bathroom. Yeah, when the pee. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like exactly. Yep. Is that I've what it's seen called? Those. I thought it was called, I thought you were going to tell me I've... it's called when to pee. <laughs> like, I, it might actually be called that. I think, along it's a, those I think lines. it's a better pun. Yeah. I think it's a better pun than that, but it's, it's, I remember reading it and going. My dad did that during Endgame. We were in, uh, I think we were in Maui, something like that. And like, I had already, it was either Infinity War or Endgame. I'm pretty sure it was Endgame, but he got up during a certain part and came back. and was like, how'd you know? And he's like, I I read. (laughs) All right. So yeah, I mean, there's something very nice about sitting on your couch you know, and, and being able to get up and stretch or do whatever, not have to like worry about some kids talking through the movie. No offense to the parents on the call. Yeah, okay. So it's actually an app. It's called run and pee, run and pee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. You hear that run and pee. Can you please sponsor this podcast? Run and pee. You've just gotten a whole bunch of free uh, endorsements. We've said your name three times. Yes. That means you're yeah. AMC A list too. Come on, AMC. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I know you don't have money. But no, no, no. But I think that's okay. I think I agree. I think we're going to have to, like, once the dust settles, we're going to have to get together. I think, you know, I love talking about it with the three of you because I know, especially, you know, especially Katie and Marjani, because I know that the two of you have such a unique uh, take on these types of things given your professions. Um, but yeah, I'm super curious. Like I said, I think all of us are a little, it's like a really bittersweet time right now. It's super bittersweet and it's weird. Christmas time is going to be, it's going to be like, all right. It's going to be, well, like no pun intended, the end game for a lot of things. Because You think stuff's going to start happening? Like you think stuff's going to like start happening then? We only have 10 more movies on the schedule for 2020 if wonder woman moves which it will that's it that might be it for amc amc is when when bond moved that was like one nail in the coffin and fast and the furious let's not like it's so funny you forget like certain movies were like oh we're gonna we're gonna move a year out right at the beginning like fast and the furious 
Yeah, Fast and the Furious did it a year out right in the beginning. I'm like, oh, this is going to be over in a few months. And then now we're in <laughs> seven. I think we're in seven months now. Something like that. Like, yeah. It's, it's yep, crazy. That's, like, that's how long I've been working from home. Yeah, same. Yeah. So, same like, here. <laughs> I mean... I've been working from home longer, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, it's it's weird. It's the new normal. We, you know, it, it's it's. I, I, you know, I'm thankful that all of us sound healthy and are you know okay and and whatnot. But it's like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. I absolutely miss theaters, but I I think all of us are like, you know, my family are a little bit older, and I'm like. I haven't hugged them since like February, <laughs> straight up. Like, I think we just all miss being in, in the same spaces and, and things like that, you know, like it community, community you know what I mean? It, it's so much you could do on a watch party online and like Netflix parties and Zoom. But yeah. at the end of the day, like being in a the theater, we're in like for better or worse for like people reacting, but like. Those big moments where, like, an end game on your left and experiencing something like that in the movie theater, I think that's what we all miss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of, like, for me personally, it's funny you bring up end game. I was thinking of, like, Cap and Mjolnir. (laughs) Just like, like how the theater just literally lost their collective shit. And you're not going to get that over Watch Party. You're not going to get, th- oh, yeah, or jump scares. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, or all the fanboys who got mad it. at The Last Jedi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Collectively. Um, out. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's yes. it's weird, but like, um, I'm definitely, <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Like, even as upset as I am, like, given everything else that's going on in the world right now, it's almost like so on, you know, so, so not what you know not unexpected and kind of on par for this year but also at the same time like it's weird like there's so much other crap at stake right now you know and i'm sure everyone knows what i'm talking about like it's almost become like an afterthought but at the same time movies are like our escape and so Mm -hmm. it's 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 made things extra tough extra tough for sure but yeah no i'm I'm so glad we could talk about this because uh, it's been on my mind. And I called, yeah, I called Deanna out of the blue, basically. <laughs> it was like, uh, how have we not talked about this yet? <laughs> so uh, I appreciate it personally. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely made me appreciate all those things so much more. Uh, and like, when, yeah. when we eventually get out of this and stuff like that. And probably, and we're able to. I'm probably going to run to a movie theater and hug a seat or something like that. <laughs> if well, yeah. after it's after it's been cleaned and, and things like that, and after yeah. I wipe yes. down, like you know the yeah, maybe wipe it down with some well, bleach like, I'll, wipes. I'll feel mm, so just, okay now. I had so you'll have good, a vaccine you know? pumping through your system at that point. You know, like fingers, oh, yeah. fingers oh, crossed. No. Like yeah. absolutely. You know, it's like you can you can you can fucking lick that seat if you want to. Vic. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't just know just maybe not. Far. Maybe don't anyways. But, <laughs> you know, definitely yeah, not the underside. No. <laughs> definitely appreciate that so much more, man. Like everything and like just being and experiencing things with my friends and then like going 
And and like even leaving the movie theater yep. and discussing what you just saw with your friends. Yep. Or with your yeah, we always go to a bar and things like that. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, that's amazing. You know, yeah. like I can't wait to get back to that. And yep. I hope everything holds on and we find some happy medium yeah. to where things can hold on. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. And you know when we do that, Marjani will be delivering that news first. It'll come from him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you for the idea to do this. It was something that I've had on my mind to do more episodes kind of like this and maybe even, you know, do some shorter bonus content on just sort of news in general, because I think that's something that people are interested in. It just needs to happen in a timely manner. But this will end up being a regular episode for everyone. And I think it's timely, but also it's still going to be relevant through at least the end of this year. So, you know, hopefully you all have enjoyed listening to this. And like we said, we should reconvene in 2021 at some point, see where things stand. And all three of you will be back on for some movie, comic book, TV show, something or other to discuss. So thank you all for joining me today. Of course. Thank you. See you guys in a year. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully before then, Marjani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. That does it for this episode of Welcome to Geekdom. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so through our Patreon. You can sign up for a dollar a month. That'll get you a thank you on the show. $2 a month, you get to pick a topic that myself and a guest will discuss on the show. For $5 a month, you can join the Welcome to Geekdom Slack group, where you can talk to myself and various guests who have been on the show. If you want to follow us on socials, you can do so at Geekdom Pod on Twitter and at Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.